0: Hello and welcome to We Random episode 72, where Brian and I get together and we just talk about whatever random stuff comes up on that magical wheel over there. Actually, it's over there. Uh, Brian, I'll tell you a little bit more about that. But first, Brian, do you know how to fix a broken pumpkin? How
1: do you fix a broken pumpkin? Sconzie?
0: With a pumpkin patch, of course. That's right. More after
1: this. Almost Qualified Productions. Your dose of semi-coherent babbling. Welcome to We Random, episode 72. I'm Landmark somewhere out there sconsi say hello to our wonderful people sconsi
0: hey what's up everybody
1: so welcome back to we random on we random what we do here is we have a wheel of doom it's filled with all the topics that we want to talk about we're going to spin that wheel we're going to see what comes up and 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 if you're lucky We're going to get mad online. But first, before we get mad online, we are going to refresh a couple things. So, Skonzi, I did get a chance to listen to the podcast last week with Ellie. It was a wonderful episode. I would recommend anyone who has missed that to go back and do it. But before we get started, I have a positive point that I want to bring up. But before I do that, do you have any wonderful words of wisdom for our loyal listeners or viewers today?
0: You know, my words of wisdom today are make sure you tell somebody this week how much they mean to you. Ideally, somebody that means a lot to you. Don't be like going up to some stranger in the street and go, Hey, you don't mean shit to me because that kind of defeats the purpose.
1: <laughs> I mean, you, so so you so what you're saying is don't be Will Smith. That's, <laughs> That's oh God let's, let's,
0: we might get to Will later.
1: Alright, so, that makes sense. Now, I have a positive point, which is a topic of positivity or artifact of hope. There is a website... Neveralone.love. This was created by Deepak Chopra and his team. This website includes a chatbot named PeeWee who is named after an artist who died by suicide. PeeWee is an ethical AI alternative for teens and anyone who is seeking mental health support to talk to. Chopra says that the team has found that teens in particular feel more comfortable talking to an ethical AI instead of a human because they don't feel judged. Chopra says that 11 million conversations with PeeWee have happened and approximately 6,000 suicide attempts may have been de-escalated by having individuals talk with PeeWee. So I thought that this was Really cool. Like, I even tested it out because I'm curious, right? So I like went and I like started a chat with the thing. And I just think any resource that someone has for their own mental health is better than having no resource at all, because that's one thing that in the like clinical mental health community is talked about a lot is, you know, the biggest thing when it comes to suicide is to help someone have more resources than they have like pain, right? Because when their pain exceeds their resources, that is where the danger zone is at.
0: Yeah, no, I think this is a great point. Like uh, anything that can help somebody, especially get over that hump, if you're in kind of that darkest area, right? Sometimes that's what it takes. And and sometimes that, that it's more than a hump, right? Sometimes it's a, it's an absolute pit of despair and you're stuck and there's no way out that you can find. And sometimes you need more than that. But, uh, you know, to your point, having any kind of resource is, is a step in the right direction. So yeah, I think it's a cool idea. Awesome. So
1: more mental health talk from us here at We Random. We appreciate you. If you're listening, just know that we believe that you are valuable and. Now, with all of that positivity out of the way, let's get mad. Christopher, let's
0: do it. (laughs) All right. Let's spin the wheel. See what we get. Maybe it's a good topic. I think we have, do we have any good topics? I mean, a lot of these topics I felt like were pretty good, except for like
1: whatever, probably just came up.
0: Well, what came up is lockdown legacy. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) this is the one that I actually left off and then you added it back in. I sure did. (laughs) So,
1: Sophie Hagen, who is a comedian and journalist, apparently, writes that during a late-night, mid-pandemic Zoom call with a friend, they admitted to each other that they were quite enjoying lockdown not necessarily the deaths and government mismanagement of the situation mm-hmm. but being able to feel lighter more confident and feeling less judged now in this situation these two individuals called the, identify themselves as quote fat so please don't like come and cancel me because i've called someone fat in the article they refer to themselves as fat so the article talks about the fact that Um, Things that large people have to experience Such as needing to squeeze into small chairs Small stalls, small booths, or small spaces All of those things were eliminated Because the world has shut down Other things that were eliminated included Being yelled at by strangers in public Or being ostracized in public for your size Or things like that So, you know, Hagen writes that When many fat people experienced what it was like to not be abused, it was nice. And Hagen is hoping that our society enters a new reality as we come out of the pandemic, where we take better care of each other regardless of the bodies in which we exist. So I looked at this from not that lens, but from the disability lens, which in some ways those are related concepts, but I thought that this was really interesting and that's why I added this back in because the pandemic has changed so many things because pre-pandemic our world at least here in america was set up to be you are able-bodied you can do whatever we're asking you to do right but the pandemic had to make people change that whether that's having bigger and more accommodating spaces you know having menus and things online where people don't actually have to interact with anyone or read a board where somebody goes hey the food's up there you can see what's up there why are you asking me what's up there because i can't fucking see it that's why anyway before i get on my soapbox what were you going to say about this article
0: scott so we finished the positive point right that's that's done I think it's, I think it's done. So, uh, nothing's going to change. It's only going to come out of the pandemic and all of a sudden people are not going to be assholes. That's not how this works just to get that out of the way. But I think they bring up a lot of interesting points here. And I think this was an article that I initially had added to our list of stuff to consider for the week. Um, But, uh, like it's, you know, if you're not a fat person, you don't know what it's like in the world, you know, like, you get people, people stare at you, people say things, people, you know, you, you can't fit into certain places. Like anytime I go anywhere because of my size, I think about, is this something that's built for me? Is this something that I can use? Can I, you know, did the person who created this, whatever, have me in mind when they created it? Of course not. So is it going to be safe for me to, to sit there or stand there and do that? Um, I walked into a bar once and I saw somebody and I read his lips and why I was looking at this individual. I don't know. He said to the person next to him, how do you get that fat? Imagine how the fuck I felt. And imagine what I said to that individual (laughs) after he said that, that that was a different story, but like, these are things that are just part of everyday life for certain people. And you know, Brian has his own issues that uh, are different than what I have, but the pandemic kind of wiped all that out in a lot of ways. Like, I don't have to feel that anxiety and that worry. I don't have to worry about somebody staring at me when I'm at, you know, going into a store or whatnot. Uh, I don't have to worry about, does the restaurant have seats with, uh, with arms on it? Because if it does, I'm probably not going to fit into it or not fit into it comfortably. Like there's so many different things that impact. And, and you know what, I'm not asking for someone to feel sorry for me, but, Like, those are things that are part of my life in the outside world. And I haven't had to deal with any of that because I've been here and and I'm not impacted by it, um, because of that. So yeah, I think there's a lot of things that, that this impacts. And, and I love the positive approach of, you know, Hey, maybe when we come out of this, people are going to care more, but I don't know if this Sophie Hagen was around during the pandemic. Like maybe she just got beamed down from outer space, but like there is millions of people who are raising a fit about wearing a frickin mask to, to try to keep people from dying. So if you really think that they're not going to care that that we're fat, Sophie, I'm sorry, but they are, I, I appreciate your positive outlook, but that ain't gonna change. <laughs>
1: Well, and, you know, I obviously am not skinny by any means, so I definitely relate to a lot of this as well. You know, it's kind of the joke, like, when we were brewer season ticket holders, and they're like, great, we're giving away t-shirts. I'm like, cool, another, you know, extra large.
0: Another t-shirt for my brother. Great. Great. Congratulations. Yeah, like,
1: who do I know that wears a size large or an extra large? And it's like, you know, when I go shopping, yep, I know they're only going to have 2X shirts. Like, you know, the the funny part is I will literally go... So, true story. Like, when I go to Wave games, I'll, like, literally go to the team store, like, first thing. Because sometimes, sometimes (laughs) they have shirts in my size. And that's why you will see me on this podcast in Wave apparel every day that I don't have to wear this sweater because I came directly (laughs) to this podcast from work. But... You know, it's that thing, but I really relate to this from the disability lens. So those of you who know me know that I am blind, right? So there are so many things in this world that are set up for the sighted person, whether that is restaurants, you know, bars, clubs, like work environments, all of these things. And I was able to, over this past two years, set up an environment that works for me. Like my work setup is perfect. My technology setup is perfect. The things that I have to do, people aren't judging me. They're like, why are you wearing this weird helmet? What are you doing? Right? Like, I do what I need to do to be successful at my job. And there are so many things, you know, returning into the world that are a challenge for a sighted person. Like, I had an experience a couple weeks ago that was honestly awful. And, you know, it was like I asked somebody for help, and they were like, "Oh, uh. but you know that's a whole other story. So like, I get it,
0: yeah, yeah, I you know I like the I like the positive spin they try to put on this, and, and I wish that that were the case, but the truth of the matter is, there's a lot of people who really enjoyed the fact that things changed the way that they did and are not excited about things changing back to you know something resembling what they used to be and and I think we have to understand that and accept that. I'm spinning the wheel B. Do it. That wasn't necessarily bad. No. This one free speech problem. You know, it's really I'll be honest, it was really just the first paragraph. That's all I cared about on this one. Because then I kind of I kind of faded off on the rest of it.
1: Pretty much. So A New York Times op-ed says that Americans are losing hold of the fundamental right as citizens of a free country, the right to speak their minds and voice their opinions in public without fear of being shamed or shunned. So, basically, the article talks about how some of this has come about because our politicians are, like, stuck in this whole fight over... Cancel culture and embracing kind of more extreme views of censorship, and basically that people are fearing that they cannot speak to their full potential. Now, thoughts about this, but my thoughts aren't important right now, Skanzi. I want to know what your thoughts are, and then I will share my thoughts, unless you want me to share my thoughts first.
0: No, I'll go ahead. I'm just going to give everybody a little bit of a volume warning. So I want to reread that first paragraph again. This is the first paragraph of of the story. For all the tolerance and enlightenment that modern society claims, a New York Times op-ed, oh, wait, I think you added some of that. It says Americans are losing hold of a fundamental right as citizens of a free country, the right to speak their mind and voice their opinions in public without fear of being shamed or shunned. Where the fuck did they come up with that shit? That is not in the Constitution. It doesn't say that anywhere. Like it says that you have the right to free speech. You have a right for the government to not infringe on your ability to speak. That's it. It don't say nothing about being shamed or shummed. That's always been part of it. If you say something stupid, guess what? Somebody's going to call you out for being a fucking idiot. That's just how it works. You know, when I say stupid shit on here, y'all don't let me get away with it. You say, "Yo, you're an idiot, Scanzie. Stop saying that crap." That's what you say, and I appreciate that. Not really, but that's that's what happens in the world, right? So the fact that this is how they started this article, like at that point, it's like obviously this is a garbage, bullshit article. On top of that, there isn't even an author. It is the New York Times editorial staff. Like nobody even wanted to put their fucking name on this article. That's how stupid it is. Like, and then they go into cancel culture, right? And i get it i understand that this cancel culture is a stupid name right it's a catchphrase i hate catchphrases and and they bring up some fair points but but the thing is it's not we've talked about this a million times it's not cancel culture it's accountability culture if you say something or do something horribly wrong you're going to get called out on it and it may impact your livelihood it may impact you know your standing in the world it may impact you know your commercial rights or whatever the case may be and It probably should. So why are we freaking out about this? This this whole article is just stupid. I know why we're freaking out about it,
1: and you kind of took a little bit of my thunder, but do you know who really isn't able to speak for themselves freely and has never really been able to speak freely for themselves in this country? Who? Women. And do you know why? Because look, look at fucking Deshaun Watson. He's been accused of doing something with 22 some women. This man's got a guaranteed contract, right? Like we're looking at all the stuff going down in Florida and Texas and all these places with transgender and gay and the LGBTQ community. These people aren't able to speak freely and openly about their experience. Hell, there are states that are outlawing talking about gender identity. So, and by the like, way, the Florida the Florida comes, bill
0: did get passed, by the way. So, it did. So yes. that, one, that one's live. So that's great.
1: So like the, the whole thing about this is exactly what you said. And that was going to be my entire point of this is the constitution says that the government cannot infringe upon your right of free speech. Now, these laws in theory are infringing on some people's rights to free speech, but that's a whole other conversation. And I'm not a lawyer. Right? Well, and that's the whole thing. But, and, and
0: the article kind of touches on that, right? So, so generally what you see is on the left, people get outraged when somebody says or does something really stupid and then that's when it kind of things get get brought up into a fever pitch right so uh, Dave Chappelle talks trash about fucking transgender people shows that he's homophobic that he's transphobic and people rise up and say this is a problem we need to stand up to this you know maybe Dave Chappelle shouldn't be given billions of dollars or whatever to do comedy shows that's generally how the left side of things come up on the right these motherfuckers pass laws that you can't say things like i'm sorry and i know that i'm biased but like one of those is a little bit worse than the other right one group is saying we don't like this so you cannot talk about it it cannot exist anymore we are going to pass laws that you are not allowed to talk about this and the other side is saying hey you said something or did something you're an asshole. we want to make sure you're accountable for that these are two completely different things man
1: yeah, but like that's the whole thing. So the thing about free speech, again, the whole concept of free speech has always been you can say what you want, but saying what you want does not come without the potential of consequence, right? That consequence can't necessarily come from the government. The government can't be like, oh, well, you can't say that.
0: Well, they can now because we're yeah. passing laws that ban speech. Right. Right.
1: Right. But but that's kind of the intent, right? Is that okay, the government can't tell you that you can't do that. But your employer can, your friends and family can. If you're out there saying stupid stuff, and your friends don't want to be friends with you anymore. That's that's your problem. That's not their problem.
0: Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna button this up really quick and just say that free speech basically is saying like, you have the ability to say what you want to say unless you're in Florida. But you might get smacked upside the face for saying it. All right, I'm spinning the wheel. Oh, I thought you
1: were gonna play the that makes me sad drop.
0: Oh, no. Uh, speaking of I feel sad. Let's talk about the Packers.
1: Oh, okay. So we're talking about those Green Bay Packers. So a lot has happened since the two of us last got together. Yeah. Devontae Adams is no longer a Packer. So that is something that happened. He has been traded to the Las Vegas Raiders for two prime draft picks, whatever that means.
0: Which is kind of sad because so, he's already probably got a drinking problem and three, you know, DUIs and he's on the verge of wrecking <laughs> his car and killing somebody. So that's unfortunate.
1: Well, you know, so then in addition to that, we also have Aaron Rodgers is back. So everyone's favorite friend, Aaron Rodgers has re-signed with the Green Bay Packers. I I just, I just want to interrupt really
0: quick. He is not everybody's favorite. In fact, there was an article we had a couple weeks ago that we did not get to that. I believe he was officially voted the least favorite player or the most hated player in the NFL. So definitely not everybody's Uh, favorite.
1: Please continue. Well, you know. So, other transactions. The Packers cut Zedarius Smith, but re-signed several of their own, including Devondre Campbell, Rasul Douglas, and Robert Tunyon. So, heading into the NFL Drafts, Gonzi, how are you feeling about the old Green Bay Packers here?
0: They fucking suck. Um, (laughs) We haven't used that drop in a while. I had to do it. We haven't used any of our drops in a while. Uh, That's true. Um... You know, obviously, Devontae's a huge, huge loss, especially because none of their other receivers are worth a damn. Um, And then one of the other guys who, again, or a couple of the guys who, again, really weren't worth a damn, but at least you knew what they were. Like, whatever little bit of a damn they were worth, you kind of knew about it. Now they're gone. Uh, So who do we even have left? Lazard and and that rookie dude, whatever his name is, from Clemson or wherever? Lazard,
1: Cobb, Rogers. Cobb, get out of here.
0: um, um, hey, I back. so yeah, so and that's the biggest thing, right? There, there's no weapons there. Um, but they have two starting caliber running backs. Uh, getting Tunyon back is huge. Uh, I don't know when he's going to be able to play, but, um, getting him back is huge because that's basically another receiver, right? Um, yep. but they, they need help. They need receivers period. Like they should be out there looking for anybody who has, you know, half of a heartbeat, on the free agent line and, and trying to get somebody out there and, or I would say, and drafting at least two or three wide receivers and hoping that somebody hits because not having anybody for Rogers to throw to is going to be a problem. So that's the big thing. Yeah. I think losing uh Darius Smith was, was a big blow. Like I, I have a lot of issues with that. Um, but I love that we resigned, uh, Campbell and Douglas. I think they were really good last year and they really helped our defense. So, I like that. Um, I just feel like we got no pass rush and we got no one to catch the ball. And that concerns me.
1: Well, and I I feel okay about the pass rush because they still have Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary has been fine, and then they signed another defensive tackle. It's really the offensive side of the ball for me that's lagging a little bit behind. But some of this is we'll just kind of have to see – how the draft shakes out too because again like the whole nfl is like in flux right now we had like the whole quarterback like musical chairs where it's like all right now there's like seven horrible quarterbacks (laughs) that all play for new teams and they're still gonna be bad but you know it'll be interesting there's been a lot of Hype for them to draft one of these wide receivers or two of these wide receivers, mm-hmm. but knowing them, they'll draft like a fullback and
0: like a punter <laughs> or something. Another backup but, quarterback. Uh, Yeah. Right. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I I am very very not happy with the receiver core right now. Like this can. Yeah, I mean, this is not a receiver core that you're going to take to the Super Bowl. It's just it's just not. Right. So, they need no, to do something not. there. Yeah. So we'll see. Well. We'll see. The draft is coming up. It is. Let's spin the old wheel and uh, play catch.
1: Play catch. Now this
0: is like in some ways
1: a good story, (laughs) but also a sad story. It is. Kind of both. So, yep. It's kind of both. Kind of both. A Missouri father has a unique New Year's resolution he's trying to follow through on in 2022. On New Year's Eve 2021, it had been one year and 107 days since Dan, Bryan's youngest son, Ethan, was killed in a car accident on his way home from a high school baseball practice. To remember Ethan, Dan made a pledge to play catch 365 times in 2022. One connection for each day on the calendar, one baseball memory for every day of the year. Dan started on New Year's Day playing catch with Ethan's best friend who had been a passenger in the car. Every day, Dan refreshes an old connection or makes a new one, whether that be playing catch with his pastor, a local baseball coach, or another local father who has lost a child. So I thought that this was kind of a neat article because it's a good way for this man to kind of keep the baseball tradition alive in the memory of his son. I thought it was kind of unique.
0: Yeah. I think it's a cool story. You know, we, we talk about all kinds of, you know, uh, I don't, I don't want to say the important, um, stories when it comes to sports. Well, like the, the, you know, who's doing what and how they're doing and blah, blah, blah. But this is, this is a story about a way that sports can touch your soul in a lot of ways. Right. And, uh. That, that's some of the stuff that I that's part of the reason why I love sports so much. And I think this is a very cool thing that he's doing to try to help, help keep his son's memory alive, both for him and for other people. Um, you know, he kind of talked about it in, in the article where um, by doing something that his son loved, um, maybe it will help him keep those memories alive longer or help him re, re you know, remember other things that he may have lost along the way. Um, Like, it's, it's, it's a cool story and it's kind of based around sports, but it's really about love and it's about the people in your life and doing what you need to, to make sure that those people are taken care of or remembered or they remain a part of your life. It's a cool story. Yep.
1: Yeah. And it's about like taking that step to like make connections and to keep those connections alive.
0: Yeah. One of the things I thought was really cool is as he's playing catch with these individuals, he's telling stories of his son. So it's kind of a way of helping his son kind of live on and, and, uh, um, you know, introducing him to new people that he otherwise hadn't, or, or would never get a chance to meet. So yeah, it's a cool yeah. story. Cool. All right, let's spin it and and get to a story that is not as cool and will make us yell. Uh, yay. uh we're going like, to, we're going to kidnap some people, All
1: right. So. Before you answer that call that says potential spam, <laughs> you might want to listen to this story. Yeah,
0: this is an Virtual interesting Virtual
1: kidnapping one. calls, like any other telemarketing pitch, are essentially a numbers game. Law enforcement authorities say there may be 100 phone calls that are total failures, but if one is successful, that could pay off for a criminal. Even the most tech-savvy people can be had. Criminals start with a selected area code and then methodically work their way through the possible nine-digit combinations of local phone numbers. For criminals, it is not enough to just get a potential victim to pick up. Virtual kidnapping is a form of hypnosis. The kidnappers need you to fall under their spell. In hacker terms, they are social engineers, dispassionately rewiring your reactions by psychologically manipulating you. That's why they start with an emotional gut punch that's almost impossible to ignore a recording of a child crying for help so what this article was this article was about a couple of different people who had actually been like virtually kidnapped as far as like they were victims of this and it kind of told their stories and what happened and typically what happened is they pick up this unsolicited call And then the one guy, like, they said, hey, we've got your daughter, and they, like, played this recording, and, like, he freaks out, and he, like, goes to the bank and, like, gets the money, and, like, even though, like, everybody's trying to tell him, like, oh, your daughter's fine, like, he's just not listening, and then there was another one where there were people, like, literally – calling from prison in mexico with like burner phones like getting people to like drop off money to this person in texas like this is crazy like this is the old like email chain of like i need you to wire me money so (laughs) that i can wire you your 25 million dollars but like on steroids dude like i thought this was cool especially for you like as an information security aficionado to like look at this and read this and be like whoa dude like this is crazy
0: yeah dude Uh, everyone's looking for a quick buck right like uh, nobody wants to get get a fucking job they want to try to scam people out of their stuff or steal stuff from other people which irritates me beyond no end uh current or recent happenings notwithstanding um but yeah this is this is uh uh it's insane like the way that they do this and and they're just preying on these people's reactions right their emotions that oh my god that's my daughter um and because it hits so hard it's uh you know the old mike tyson quote like everybody has a big mouth till they get punched in the face that's kind of what this is like somebody can be the one the one person they're talking about is like an IT kind of guy and he you know he does a pretty good job of managing his his information security but he got punched in the face yep. he got a call and it says hey we've got your daughter and and you hear he hears a female voice screaming and crying on the phone and that's it he's punched in the face now i'm doing whatever you want me to do and and that's what they do right that's how they they, they just they're pushy they know how to push people's buttons then they get you to go where where they want you to go, and it's it's sickening that people are out there doing this. Um, like I could go on and on about how much this makes me sick to my stomach, but again, it's just it just reemphasizes the point that that we all need to be on top of our game as much as we can be. Yeah. And uh, you know, I've 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 been getting a bunch of somehow somebody got my number over the course of the last week or so because now I'm getting a bunch of spam text messages and a couple spam calls so like i'm not clicking on any of the links these idiots are sending me but there's people who will because they do a pretty good job of making it look like it's legitimate and uh, we just have to be on top of our game that's the biggest thing and that's why i preach about it anytime i get a chance because people need to be aware you have to be careful you have to be cautious
1: well and it's it's that but it's even giving like such those like micro details about yourself, right? Like, one of the stories was like, oh, you know, these two people were in Mexico and they're, like, literally in the same hotel room as each other. But then they let the folks, like, split them up by, like, playing this little game of, okay, so... I need you to go downstairs and get in this green taxi. And because they're in Mexico, they don't know that like every taxi in Mexico mm. is a green taxi, right? <laughs> like, but they thought that they were being watched because the guy goes downstairs and he's like, oh crap, it's a green taxi, right? Like, yeah. and then the wife, like, they're like, oh, we need you to go check into this other hotel and then like throw your phone in the toilet. So then like now they don't have a way to communicate with each other. Right. Or like this guy, they're like, When it says, oh, you know, I've got your daughter, like, don't blurt out your daughter's name, because then they have your daughter's name, and they have your phone number, they have your daughter's name, they can go to Google and figure out that, you know, your name is whatever, and you live on Terrace Court, and you work at Home Depot, right, like... Yeah. This is the kind of stuff that is so important about giving out these little details. People can piece together your entire life if they want to.
0: There 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 are so many different places out there that have um all all of our all of our information, right? Like we're we're giving it away for free on Facebook and Twitter and wherever, right? And uh all that stuff can be gathered for a pretty pretty inexpensive amount of of money or time or whatever the heck it takes. So yeah, got to be careful. We got to guide our, We got to to guide our control, our stuff and uh, be very protective of our information.
1: Yep. So block those numbers, except for mine, because apparently sometimes my work com- number comes up as potential
0: spam. Apparently. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm know, looking team, into, uh, what's that? team's problems. <laughs> teams problems. Yeah, I'm looking into some sort of like spam call text message blocker because I'm I'm done with it. Alright, where are I we at time? I just block
1: every single message.
0: I just let everything go to voicemail. Where? Like, I don't care. We got some time. Yeah, there you and go. And then
1: I blocked the number.
0: Same thing. Uh, <laughs> Joe Biden's approval rating. So this is a good one.
1: No, this is sad and disappointing. <laughs> Kind of like Joe Biden's whole presidency. <laughs> anyway. Uh, that's right. A new national news poll by NBC found that Joe Biden's overall job approval rating had declined to 40%, the lowest level of his presidency. The survey also found that Republicans enjoyed a two-point lead when people answered which party should control Congress ahead of November's midterm elections. Now, don't be fooled. They control Congress right now. There's a couple of these people in there. Anyway, I'm not going to say nothing. (laughs) You know what I'm going to (laughs) say. So, amid Europe's largest land war since World War II, seven in ten Americans expressed low confidence in President Biden's ability to deal with Russia's invasion of Ukraine, and eight of ten voiced worry that the uh, war will increase and prices will go up and there may even be nuclear weapons involved. Now... The saddest part of all is that according to Ballotpedia in the same week of their presidential terms, Joe Biden and Donald Trump had almost identical approval ratings. Wah, so,
0: wah, wah. there it is.
1: Like, uh, so here's what I will say about Joe Biden. Now, Joe Biden like from a um What is the word that I'm looking for? Kind of from a demeanor standpoint, is giving people what they wanted. He's not out there every day, like talking about how great he is and like doing whatever. But. He's not acting on anything, which I think is disenfranchising the, you know, Democratic vote. And then the Republicans are just out here hammering him on stuff that's probably not his fault, but their base just gets riled up anyway. Like, all of the gas stations in the suburbs here have these little stickers of Joe Biden that says, (laughs) I did that with the gasoline, right? Like, it's it's all the, like, misinformation circus that they always blame on— You know, the media, when, like, half of what is being touted there is misinformation? Oh. Yeah. This doesn't surprise me, but I don't know how to fix it, right? How do we fix this, Scotty? What can we as citizens do put pressure on our government to fix it?
0: Well, like, nothing's going to fix it because these people are only out there. See, I didn't say the A word because that's what I wanted to say. These people... They're 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 just out for their own good, right? Like they speak a good game. And then you you and I have had this conversation offline a bit. Like, of course I voted for Joe Biden over you know oh my god, there's so many words I want to say. Trump. I'll just say Trump. Why are you not saying them? Um, <laughs> there's there's a lot like of reasons person? why there's a lot of reasons why I did that, right? the, the thing is a lot of the reasons why I did that. None of them are coming to fruition because Biden ain't doing any of it, right? Like, he's not doing any of the crap that he said he was going to do. So why the hell do I care what you... Like, of course I would give him a negative freaking approval rating. Um, on top of that, like, to your point, he gets hammered by everything from the right, which you would expect, and, like, we did that all with Trump, too, when he was in office. Um, he was a little bit more of a babbling idiot, but not, not, not night and day. Um the the inflation issue that everybody's dealing with, prices are through the goddamn roof. Um, again, I just want to remind everybody that pretty much every business in the country is making record profits because it's not inflation, it's price gouging. Um, you got the war that's happening, you know, the whole uh, Ukraine-Russia thing. There's no way you can get a win out of that. So, like about the only thing that he's got kind of a positive mark on is the uh, the COVID thing, that we've kind of gotten to a point where you know, COVID's kind of under control. And I don't know that that was necessarily him doing it. I think any semi-sane person, because that's the best I could really say about Joe Biden, would have gotten us to this point. Like the only reason that we wouldn't have gotten here with Trump is because he's not semi-sane. So like he hasn't really done anything. Like how could he have a, a good approval rating Yep. I mean. <laughs> he just nods. The, the biggest takeaway for me is the fact that this idiot has an approval rating that's basically Donald Trump, who is, like, the worst president to ever be president. So that that is saying something.
1: It is. And, like, it, so we could talk all day about the faults of the Democratic Party, right? Like... We could. Don't want to hear that. But really, it's, like... As the leader – like, he needs to put pressure on the party to do some things that they're not doing because he can't just sign all of this stuff into law yeah. himself. But, you know, Congress is over here like, here, let's make this mega, 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 mega bill. It's like back in, you know, the office when Dwight was like, I'm going to make desk, Like – Nobody wants Megadesk, like Megadesk was awesome. Don't hear what I'm not saying. But when it comes to a bill, we don't need a mega bill. We need all of these small, little bills to come through one by one. And then you need to make those representatives who want to vote against those things vote against that one singular bill. Because then you take that back to their communities and you say, hey – Did you know that your guy voted against this? This is something that would have helped you. And it wasn't part of a 16-ton bill where he can go, well, I don't want to vote for it because you're going to make me eat plants or whatever, like, instead of eating meat so that we can have a bigger environment, right? Like, make them vote on each single line item and call them out on it.
0: I'm there with you. And again, we could turn this into a huge conversation about what's wrong with our political system uh spoiler alert it's basically everything um but that's 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 not what we're here for let's spin the wheel and see if we can make emily happy hello emily uh we we're not gonna make her happy with this one we're gonna talk about Pitchcom. i don't know what that is it kind of sounds like some weird sci-fi show or something
1: so pitch com. In MLB's continued effort to curtail sign stealing and a stalled pace of play, MLB has provided pitchers and catchers with a new tool to try. Pitchcom is an encrypted pitch calling system that involves the pitcher and the catcher wearing a small piece of technology. The catcher wears a wristband with a series of buttons, and the pitcher wears a small speaker in the band of their cap that announces the pitch and the pitch location. For the 2022 season, Pitchcom is optional. So far, it's giving good reviews from those who have tried it. Brewer's bullpen catcher, Adam Weisenberger used it to communicate with veteran pitcher Josh Lindblom during some recent mound work, and Lindblom offered his endorsement of the technology. Lindblom says that it's like having Siri in your ear. (laughs) He says that it is different for some, so he thinks there will be resistance and a learning curve, but what he likes about it is that he had the pitch and knew exactly what his catcher was thinking before he came in contact with the rubber on the mound. So... I thought that this was interesting, right? Because MLB keeps saying, oh, we need pace of play. Oh, we need to do blah, 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 blah. We need to stop people from stealing signs. We need to take away all the trash cans and whatever it is that they're going to say, right? But Yeah. So I have two thoughts on this. One is this is kind of cool. Two is... You don't think people are just gonna figure out how to steal this? Like, <laughs> it's kind of interesting, right? So think about it this way. It's like this Apple watch that I'm wearing here, except that there's like buttons. So there's I think I saw a picture of it. It was like buttons like one through nine, and then there's like an up arrow and a down arrow and whatever. So as the catcher's like, do, 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 do. do you think somebody's not just gonna watch and go, oh, he pitched he plucked one, three, six four and then he did that and then corbin burns through a slider so we know that something in that combination one three six and four and this is a slider like people are going to figure that out like i don't think you're ever really going to get to a point where people aren't going to figure out how to steal signs again people be shysty they just want to try to get any shortcut that they can get but i think that it's kind of cool that you can do the thing in the cap where it's like fastball up and away instead of again Sighted world people making this picture be like look between some dude's legs where he's like two four six dot thumbs up <laughs> thumbs down in right like I feel like this is definitely more accessible. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, so uh, I don't think it's gonna be an issue with with a batter looking and seeing what what's being pressed on the thing. Now it's possible maybe they'll use cameras to take a look at that and say, Oh, he's pressed one, two, three, four, right? The batter's not gonna be able to do that, so I think that's fine. Um I think it's kind of a cool idea. But here was my first question, right? Cause they talk about how the uh, you know, Rob Menfred's every everybody's favorite asshole is he really wants to speed up pace of play, right? Pace of pay, pace of play, pace of play. So what happens when uh Corbin Burns and gets that message in his in his ear that says, Fastball down and in and uh he's uh gets to the mound and then shakes him off. Oh well shit, now we gotta do uh this one curveball out and over the plate he shakes him off oh fuck um let me let me do this one like it's gonna take 12 minutes for a guy to throw a fucking pitch like come on this is so stupid like it's dumb <laughs> I'm choking now. Well I, well, I think
1: some of it is going to be like MLB is probably going to like try. I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to curtail some of the like, oh, well, you have to like stop calling off your pitch like your catcher. Your catcher says fastball, throw the fastball.
0: Yeah, I mean, they may try to do that at some point, but if you think they've gotten pushed back so far, like people would lose their mind. Because what's going to happen if your Corbin Burns, you're standing up there and and you want to throw a fastball when your catcher calls a curveball are you gonna throw the curveball because I think a lot of pitchers would just throw the damn fastball that's what I said that's what I want to throw like it's a partnership here right right? so they're gonna run into issues there I think the other thing is I guarantee if they go through with this every team is gonna hire a 20 year old freckle faced kid who smokes marijuana to figure out how to hack this goddamn thing
1: <laughs> yeah well that was that was one of the things so two thoughts on this one i think some of what you're talking about is going to be the pitch clock thing where they're like you got 15 seconds to throw this ball from when we throw it to you so you can't shake off your catcher because if you don't throw this ball within 15 seconds like it's a ball or whatever. So I think that's kind of where they're starting to get with some of this too. But I, I agree with you. That was one of the things that I was talking with my father-in-law about that. And we were making the joke. Yeah. They're going to go to St. Louis and all of a sudden over the big speaker is going to say fastball up and in. <laughs> like They're just going to hack it and like broadcast it over the loudspeaker. Yeah. Well, I mean, Zach Greinke
0: did that. What was it last year when he just yelled at the catcher or whatever? So, I'm going to throw a fastball. They threw the pitch, and he got the guy to fly out. It was amazing. All right, uh, we are at forty-six minutes, so I think it's probably time to wrap up. Do you want to throw your challenge flag on anything?
1: I let's see. What do we got on this wheel? I know what you probably want to throw your challenge. Like, uh, no. Like, there's nothing in here that I'm like super. I, I know you probably want to talk about Will Smith and Chris Rock, but I am definitely not throwing my challenge flag on that, so that's all you. Emily <laughs>
0: wants us to talk about it. I'm letting Emily all throw right, a well challenge then. flag. All right. Is that what we're going to go with? All so right. Tell I'm us lay what's out up. What you got? No, you, you, I'll tell you about it. Tell us about it. I'll Some people might it. not know what this is about.
1: So... During the 2022 Oscars, comedian Chris Rock was presenting an award, taking time to crack a few jokes along the way. One joke was at the expense of Jada Pinkett Smith's appearance. Chris Rock's joke made reference to Pinkett Smith's hair matching Demi Moore's shaved head in the movie G.I. Jane. Pinkett Smith had previously disclosed struggles with hair loss leading to the decision to shave her head. Pinkett Smith's husband, Will Smith, initially laughed at Chris Rock's joke. Upon noticing that his wife was not laughing, Smith walked on stage and approached Chris Rock and smacked him in (laughs) front of the audience and the millions watching at home. Once Smith walked back to his seat, Smith said to Rock in a very loud voice, Keep my wife's name out your bleepin' mouth. So, this was like the whole thing on the internet, and like everybody's got their conspiracy theories and they want to talk about it and they want to make it a big deal. And then, you know, Will Smith doesn't get kicked out and he goes up and he accepts an award and he does this like really rambly speech where he apologizes to everybody except for Chris Rock and then he puts out an apology the next day talking about how he was in the wrong and how he apologized to Chris Rock and how it's not good to be violent. And me. I'm sitting over here, Mr. Wrestlemania, watching wrestling all the time. I'm like, dude, this got to be fake, right? Because, like, he, he really sold that. Like, he was getting, you know, the slap from, like, the rock rock. But I don't know. Like, to me, this is just – I, I, I don't like it. <laughs> it's just, like... like, it's not worth my time or energy. Like, I, it, I, I said this when we did the Devin Williams thing, right? I've never been angry enough in my life or drunk enough to punch a wall. I've also been never angry enough at a comedian to walk up and slap the comedian. So like, it's difficult for me to understand how like you go from laughing at this joke to like walking up and slapping somebody.
0: Yeah. I I think there's a lot of angles to this. Right. And, uh, so first of all, was this a real situation or was it a bit? And I still think it was a bit, I, I think I agree. Like the dude was laughing, like full out laughing. And then he goes from that to so pissed off he's gonna walk up and assault somebody on national TV while you're there to, to potentially accept an award as like the what, fourth black man ever to win best, best actor, something like that. Um, also the, the, the slap looked really weird. And he was smiling. He was grinning when he walked away. So the whole thing seemed like a bit, but we'll never know. So let's just assume it was legitimate, right? Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of people, a lot of people that I had words with over the course of the last few days who very strongly believe that this was the right thing to do, that Will Smith needs to protect his family. Now his family wasn't in any fucking trouble, but that's where, where people are at, you need to protect your family. Um, there's a whole lot of women who very strongly believe, yes, you need to protect, you need to stand up for your woman. I can understand that. Um, some people have turned it into black versus white, and I don't understand how that falls into any of this. But here, here's where I draw the line. You do not escalate it to violence. That is where you are 100% absolutely dead wrong. Get pissed? Yes. I mean, I've even been okay with him yelling the way that he did afterwards, right? Right. Like, if he wants to yell, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth from the audience, I'm 100% there for that. Okay with that. Right. You have
1: words, but, words but, on words, right? But you
0: escalated <laughs> this to violence. And that is 100% wrong. Like, that's that's where the line is drawn. I understand that people want to get angry. Like, I had a situation at my house this weekend where some criminal kind of stuff happened. I'm okay. Everything's okay, but I will guarantee you that when that happened, I was ready to do some of the worst violence that you can imagine. Like I was there and after the fact and everything kind of calmed down, I'm like, what would that solve? Like as much as I want that to happen in a way, it doesn't solve anything. And then if you look at this, this situation, it's even less so, right? Escalating right. to violence is not the frickin' answer, and that that's the problem I, I have. Yeah. Yeah, and it, like, this
1: feels very, like, old school to me. Like, back in the day, like, almost like the duel thing, right? Where, like, back in the, I don't even know, what was that? Like, the 1800s, 1700s, 1500s? I don't even know. Where, like, you would walk up to somebody with a glove and, like, slap them in the face. And then, like, (laughs) that's how you settle this. Like, I'm going to challenge you to a duel. And then you, like, slap somebody in the face with his glove or whatever, right? Right. Like, that's very much what this uh, kind of seems like to me and I feel like again there's a better way to handle this like if you are literally upset and this is why I have so many questions about this like i want to know what kind of relationship do they have like do they know each other do they not know each other right does chris rock know the situation about her hair or is he just like she a bald woman now so i'm gonna make this joke because there have been other you know famous popular bald women in you know black culture and history right so you know it like those are pieces that are this is if we were doing the good old reddit um Am I the asshole? Right? More information is needed here to like, I, I don't Smith know. Will like Smith is the asshole. The asshole in yeah, this situation. 100%. But there's still more information needed to decide if everyone is the asshole here, right? Or if it's just Will Smith, right?
0: Yeah, so so Emily points out another angle to that is this is it, it was a joke. Right? That's his job to go up there and tell jokes um right yes and and here's the thing has anybody I, I i feel like i'm the only person in the world who is because i don't watch this shit live because it's stupid and i don't want to watch any of it but am i the only person in the world that has seen clips of ricky gervais at the emmys i swear i'm the only person that's seen that this dude <laughs> trashes people like i mean destroys them like the worst. Like I can't believe this guy still has a job, and they keep bringing him back time and time again. Like he tears people apart. What Chris Rock did was nothing compared to that, right? And and right. if you are at an awards show, that's going to happen. If you are a multi 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 millionaire, and you're sitting in the front row, you are world famous. You are up for best actor. Guess what? You're gonna get joked on. That's just the way right. it works. Now, I think where, where, where some people are having issues is because she has a medical condition. I get that. Mm-hmm. And uh, th- there's a concern that maybe he knew this or whoever it was that wrote the joke knew this. Like, yes, it's very possible this was just a very, very horrible joke that was, that was that's punching down at somebody, which is never okay. It, if I was there <laughs> and somebody made a fat joke about me, I'm going to be pissed. I might throw my chair in their direction and tell them to shut the fuck up. But I'm not gonna walk up on stage and assault somebody like that's that's too goddamn far right that's not what you do right so like there's there's a lot of questions there's a lot of questions and here's the thing and this is the angle that I this is why I wanted to talk about this everybody has an agenda like maybe agenda is a very strong word but everybody has a point of view everybody has an, an angle that they look at things they have certain things they care about certain things they're passionate about right and what I see is everybody is twisting this into their own point of view, right? So there's people yeah. who have alopecia, I think it is, that, that's the, the, the autoimmune disease that she has. And they're yelling from the rooftops that, oh my God, you can't make fun of somebody that has this. And then you got people who are saying, you know, this this black women have struggled for too long and you need to stand up for every black woman. Which I get, I'm okay with that. And then you got people saying, oh, but it's just a comedian. He's just telling jokes. And then you got other people who are saying, you know what? You got to protect your family. They're in trouble. You need to do what you need to do. Like everybody has an angle. And everybody's just yelling from the rooftops about whatever their little specific angle is, even if it's got nothing to do with nothing. Like one, one tweet it. I saw is like, oh, I'm, I'm done with having white people tell me how black people should act. This has nothing to do with white and black. It could have been Chris Christopherson slapping Willie Nelson upside his face. I don't give a shit. You don't escalate it to violence. I don't care what color you are. You could be purple up there. You don't do that. But again, that's the angle that that individual person is pushing for whatever reason. That's what they care about. And, and, and that's what everybody's turning this into. And that's why it's like, yeah, one dude who told a bad joke yeah. and made fun of somebody, which he shouldn't have done. You have another guy that punched him in the face, which he shouldn't have done. And so everybody's an asshole. That's where I'm at. Let's just move on.
1: Like, and that was, all right, well, then that's fine. I was going to talk about it, but we'll just move on. (laughs) No, go
0: ahead and say your piece. I'm just saying, like, as a country, let's fucking move on. I'm done talking about this shit.
1: Yeah, it's just that whole, like, I don't even remember what I was going to say now. Like, I was just like, all right, fine, I'll shut it down. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like, I just shake my head at this whole thing because, like, the comment that I made to you, that's what I was going to say. Like, when you had messaged me about this, the first comment that I said was, Do we just not have comedy anymore? Like, if people are gonna be like this, straight up, like sensitive about things, do we just not have comedy anymore? Like, there's, you know, again, is it a bad joke? Probably, you know, is you know that's why we need more information. But
0: yeah, like I like you don't punch down. Like that's that's one of the big things, right? You don't punch down. If there was somebody there in a wheelchair, would he have made a comment about? Hey, I guess you're not gonna star in that movie next year about Jackie Joyner Kersey. Like, right, like, dude, like, you'd get a shit ton of booze, right? That's a stupid. You can't say that. That's dumb. Yeah. And that's basically what he did. So don't punch down. Right. It's that simple. Because when you're doing right. that, you're yep. you're gonna be the asshole. And it just so right. happens that Will Smith made himself a bigger asshole. <sighs> are I'm they? Ready.
1: Are they the wee random? Uh, the we random. Oh, do use that drop
0: of the week will smith congratulations you are the main (laughs) dick of the week chris rock congratulations on being the sub dick of the week
1: all right so now that we've done that emily hopefully we have appeased you with our takes on that and now
0: she did say she wanted us to to yell about it and we did so yeah what are we doing
1: b we are going to move to everyone's favorite topic random rankings (laughs) so as we've already alluded to, there are some BEST DAYS on the sports calendar! So what Gandhi and I are going to do is we are going to draft the best, best days of the sports calendar. Will one of us draft MLB opening day? Will one of us draft game 7? Will one of us draft the NFL trade deadline or will landmark draft the MASL Ron Newman Cup championship. <laughs> Listen and continue watching to find out.
0: Dun, dun, dun. Oh, wait, I got one of those. Dun, dun, dun. Well, I think, uh, are All we right. going to do a thing where you can only pick one? Is that we're going to do with that thing? And it's kind of, we're going to see who has the better list or something. Uh,
1: like if you pick it like i'm not gonna pick it let's just pick lists and then we can compile because really there's only like there's there's only one 101 in this list so we're just picking for fun and then if we
0: no not the olympics Play,
1: play 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 our friend mr uh Zeke
0: Elliott. You know which D- one? D- no. Oh, not not that one. One. oh, you mean this one? Our, our, that was one of the stupidest
1: things that <laughs> now I ever just seen seen drops. Post well, on Which one do you want? Before. I want I want our favorite friend, the old bad person.
0: Oh, I don't have him on. Oh, that's on a different sheet. I don't have that on here. <laughs>
1: okay, well, I can anyway. move it over. Cool. So. Do you, do we want to, how do we, do we want to do the randomizer to see who gets to draft first? No, I
0: think you can go first.
1: All right. So when we think about my favorite days on the sports calendar, there are lots of options to consider, but I'm going to be a jerk. So I am going to be the wee random of the week (laughs) because I am going to take MLB opening day. Okay. So that is a date that I always look forward to because generally, you know, in pre-pandemic times and times when my work isn't going kaboom and our whole lives aren't going kaboom, I normally would get to spend MLB opening day with a great group of friends, hanging out, watching baseball. And that's a really good day
0: for me. Drinking too many jello shots. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, maybe puking all over the place. Uh, I'm just saying that One time. Uh, MLB opening day is great. Um, And it sucks that we're not going to that again. I mean, like, whatever, in the near term. Um, Yeah, I really like opening day, so I'm going to kind of cozy up next to this and have NFL opening whatever weekend. Okay. I don't even know if... Yeah, I guess NFL. I'm kind of tossed and turned between NFL and NCAA football, but it's just like football has okay. gone for so long that when it shows up, it's like, "Oh, this is great." Like by the time yep. MLB comes around, it's a different feeling for me. It's like, "Hey, the Packers let us down again because Aaron Rodgers was crap in the playoffs and they they fumbled ah. away what should have been a Super Bowl win." And uh, and now at least we can like like literally. Everybody has the number on hand. As soon as the Packers lose, boop, hey, we only got, you know, 17 days. 38, 38 days whatever. Or whatever. Uh, it's, it's just an annual tradition. Yep. Whereas with the NFL, it's like there's no expectations the Brewers are going to do anything because they have, like, a third of the payroll of half the teams in the league. So but when, when that, the NFL comes, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm ready for it.
1: Yep. Okay, that makes sense. So we got MLB opening day. We got NFL opening weekend. Now, I... I'm going to choose another NFL-related day.
0: Well, it's got to be the big one,
1: NFL Thanksgiving Day. Oh, okay. So one of the reasons that I like NFL Thanksgiving Day is you got football all day. Now, you used to have two games. Now, you have three. You know, the games aren't always very good. But you turn that television set on at 11 o'clock. You get together with people that you love. You eat until your stomach hurts. And you watch Jared Goff throw interceptions, yeah, baby.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's another good one. Um, the best dates on the sport. Well, I'm I'm just gonna put the Super Bowl here because it's always a big one. Like even oh, no. <laughs> even if the Packers aren't playing, which most of the time they're not because they screw up and don't make it. Uh, it, it's it's a time when you know I've had a Super Bowl get together for the last God knows how many years, and it's. It's a small get together, but we have a good time. And, uh, now we have a new food tradition, which I'm excited about moving forward. Uh, it's just, it's just always a good time. And then like the the game is second to the get together. Actually it's third behind the get together and the commercials, but you know, it's still a good time.
1: (laughs) All right. So I, uh, Hmm. This is where we kind of go into an interesting situation. Because I I wasn't even thinking about the Super Bowl, but that's actually a really good one. Now, I am going to pick a day. That is the MLB... Are you going to work? No? You're not going to work anymore? You're broken. (laughs) There we go. MLB Trade deadline yeah. so i love trade deadlines right Yep. like you hear all the hubbub you see all the stuff and then all of a sudden it's like oh you know the brewers are in the mix for this guy or that guy and then like it's at 2 p.m so it's like in the middle of your work day <laughs> right. and you're trying to work but you keep like checking john Heyman and like all these people's twitter trying to like, figure out what's going on like it trade deadline's a great day
0: yeah uh does it have to be an individual day like so
1: it's like an event right so you might like if you were drafting like nfl free agency or like the first day of the ncaa tournament okay rivalry i'm gonna say
0: ncaa football rivalry weekend which they have like the one rivalry weekend which some like i don't think it's really a rivalry because for nebraska they're playing iowa and who gives a fuck about iowa it's generally whenever we, it's generally whenever we play the badgers that's the big one but just like for whatever reason i get more amped up for college football than i do the nfl like it just i don't know what it is about it it just i get so excited when the weather starts to get cool i open up all the windows right and it starts to cool off in the house And then, uh, you know, Nebraska starts their pregame show like eight hours before the game starts. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning, you can wake up and they probably got the pregame show on. So I got the pregame show blasting through the house and it's it's just something exciting about that.
1: Yeah. So, I will go with... This is a good... See, I I have one that I know I'm going to take, and you're probably going to fight me (laughs) on it. But I'm going to save that for number six. Oh, okay. Well, because I know it's it's something that you're never going to take. So I don't have to worry about you taking it. But, so I've got MLB, NFL, and MLB, right? So I... I'm going to choose the NBA playoffs. The reason for that is basketball is cool, right? So I really like the NBA playoffs, and I would probably the NBA finals. Let's do that, right? Because it really doesn't get good until the finals anyway. Fair. So, and, you know, last year it was kind of the best of all worlds because our team, the Milwaukee Bucks, were in the finals. But I'm going to take the NBA finals.
0: I mean, I cared a lot more when Tim Duncan was in the finals, but anymore, not so much. Uh, So this is a very personal, uh, very personal one. It's Black Friday. You know, there's not a lot of sports events where it's like, I'm really amped up and I really want to watch it. Like the Super Bowl is one. NFL opening weekend is a big one. Even NCAA rivalry weekend is not one, but Black Friday is one every year it's just kind of my thing because every year on black friday nebraska plays their rivalry game it used to be oklahoma which was amazing now it's fucking iowa nobody gives a shit but still it's just kind of the thing you know most people think black friday and it's i need to buy another tv because i only got 17 of them like i don't give a shit about any of that i care about nebraska iowa and so black friday is always a big Like it's, as much as, you know, we talk about Thanksgiving, how great that is, right? You get all your food and you eat all day watching NFL games. Well, for me, the more exciting day is the day after when I get to eat all the leftovers and I get to watch Nebraska. And as an introvert, I'm probably doing it alone, which makes me very happy. (laughs) All right. So for my last two picks,
1: I'm going to take things that Skonzie will never take. So he can have the NCAA tournament and all these other fun things, right? So. I am gonna take the Milwaukee wave Home opener, so
0: I was gonna take that I'm
1: a Milwaukee no, you weren't I mean, <laughs> you know you might have who knows who knows maybe I've converted you from like the seven times I made you watch our old <laughs> friend uh redacted. <laughs> yes i made you watch our old friend on the big screen <laughs> but like i love the milwaukee wave home opener because you know that season ends in april and then their season typically starts like end in november december so it's been a long grind and like half the time the roster's not the same and you got to get to know all the new people and sometimes you nickname one of them slap nuts <laughs> but, <laughs> you know so that's what i got
0: Alright, I'm going to go kind of on a limb here um, because I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. I might be missing something. Uh, But but again, one of those things that I actually will sit down and watch or at least kind of skim through which is something and that is the Olympics opening. I can't spell and type and talk at the same time opening Opening ceremony. Yes. Uh, That's close enough. You know what I mean? uh yeah the olympics opening ceremony i love that i love that they're sharing the stories of all the different countries and the athletes and you know you get those countries that have that one person and the only reason that they were able to afford to come was because someone sold shoes on the side of the road to afford their ticket whatever like i love that shit like that i love it and you you've got while there are a lot of these people who are financially pretty secure because they get um uh advertising and all that kind of stuff a lot of this is just normal regular everyday people who are busting their ass to get a shot at the olympics and this is like their one opportunity and uh i I just think it's great i love it and the fact that it comes once every four years basically or potentially every two years right because winter and and summer olympics i it's one of those things where Even if I just kind of skip through and watch, you know, 15, 20 seconds, skip ahead 30 seconds, watch a couple seconds, whatever, I will always make sure I make time to catch some of that.
1: All right. So now here's the one that's gone. He's going to fight me on. He's probably not going to let me have it, but I'm going to put it in here anyway. WrestleMania weekend. (laughs) So I watch professional wrestling. That I mean I just watched the pay per views on Peacock at this oh, point. But it's true. But, <laughs> but there the, the events that I really get kind of like excited for are WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble. And that's all kind of in the same sequence, right? Because WrestleMania is typically uh, they always say that WrestleMania is kind of like the end of the chapter. And then the next chapter starts for that year. So it's kind of fun to like have that culmination of stories. Oftentimes they bring back some of the older wrestlers or they do like the title changes where, Oh, now it's your time to be the champion that kind of stuff. So WrestleMania is always one of those weekends that I look forward to. And, and, and this dang. year it is two nights.
0: Oh, dang. But I have to, unfortunately, I might, might have to turn it on the big screen. B. I know. I mean, we,
1: we do have plans to get together for one of the WrestleMania days.
0: So I mean, we can just make it, too. We can make that happen.
1: Well, what we can do is because I have a wave game the night before, but we can just Uh-oh. watch night one on Peacock before night two starts. There you go. That might Eight be Eight hours deal. of WrestleMania, baby!
0: Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> now, the one thing that I do want to say is um, we said that these are sports Dates and WrestleMania is sports wrestling, entertainment. which is not a sport. And before you try to respond,
1: it doesn't matter
0: what you think. So uh I am going to say the one thing, especially considering the time of year it is right now, I can't believe none of us put on the best date of the entire sports calendar. March Madness. Pitchers and catchers report. Yep. like that's just a day. It's like that's when you know spring is coming that's when you know that life's gonna be okay even though the Packers blew another playoff chance that's when you know that you know you're you're gonna be able to walk outside without your face freezing off here in Wisconsin like there's there's so many positives pitchers and catchers reporting um, it's just again it's like spring it's kind of the for me the the start of football season the start of baseball season are kind of big changes of seasons right so with baseball it's all about hope and excitement about you know we're we're moving into the the time of year when when you can be outside and enjoy life a little bit more and then with the NFL it's it's kind of like okay I'm done I'm sweating my ass off now I want to cool down a little bit and have some of that fall weather which I think a lot of people are big fans of I know I am so there we go that's what I got B awesome so I like it so I took MLB Opening Day, NFL
1: Thanksgiving Day, the MLB Trade Deadline, the NBA Finals, Milwaukee Wave Home Opener, and Wrestlemania. Skonzi <laughs> has NFL's Opening Weekend, the Super Bowl, NCAA Rivalry Weekend, Black Friday, the Olympics Opening Ceremony, and Pitchers and Catchers Reporting. How did you feel about this random rankings there,
0: uh, of, I kind of liked it, but I want to get back to one of those brackets that we've done. I want to do one of those. Maybe not the okay. one I sent you earlier, but we need to find a good one of those, I think.
1: But this was fun. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. All right. Well, now we are moving to everybody's favorite, the extra point. There so, you go. and I have lots of conversations outside of this stream, and one of those conversations involved a string of tweets by an individual Who talked about how in 2010 they tried to end their life, but unfortunately, or fortunately in their case, they were not successful in completing suicide. And they reflected on their experience and they talked about how because they are still here, they've been able to impact so many people's lives and to start to learn to love themselves and appreciate themselves. And one of the quotes that really stuck out to me. Was this, people in their darkest moments think that suicide is a way to end the suffering, but it just ensures that suffering was all they got to do. That really kind of punches you in the gut, right? Like, thinking about life, we get one shot at this thing, and whether we're happy, sad, mad, frustrated, angry, disappointed, whatever feelings it is that we have, when that one shot at this life is over those are the feelings that we've had in that life right like there was another thing that I listened to where it was talking about if you're trying to measure your success and you're measuring stick isn't joy you are wasting your life and you know I think a lot of what we talk about so many times is try to make the best of things try to maximize your opportunities realize that like if you're not feeling okay it's okay to not feel okay what we'd also encourage you to do is to try to figure out ways that you can feel better about things ways that you can get those resources ways that you can feel motivated and encouraged and to pursue your passions or your dreams or your hopes or your goals or any of those things because you get one shot at this thing, so whether you're completely miserable the entire time that you're here having this shot at this thing, or you get up every day, and you fucking stick a piece of plastic in your eye, and you go do the best that you fucking can, like do what you can, man, we appreciate you, we love you, and that's what I got today, Skanzi. keep it, keep it real, keep it positive, tell somebody you love them, I love you, Skanzi. what's up with you, brother, hit me.
0: It's a good message, B. And for, and for the record, the the streamer in question is Sweet Anita. That's who made those tweets. So um, if you haven't followed her, she's a ton of fun. And uh, yeah, seems like she has a big heart. Um, I wanted to talk about perspective. Um, I had a really... Like I've been... You know, everyone knows I struggle with mental health issues. And last week was rough. Um, Things were kind of piling up. And I hit a point where... Uh, for a split second, my mind went to the darkest place it can go. And, uh, it, it I, did, I didn't dwell there. I didn't live there for too long, but I said, you know what? I'm going to take some time off. I took some time off stream. I uh, took the day off on Friday. I was having a great time. And then on Saturday, some bullshit happened here at my place. Um, some, uh, criminals trying to do some stuff. I'm going to get into details, but it, it was something that impacted myself and my brother who was here visiting. And I was re- like, I had really turned the corner like Friday and that first part of Saturday, like r- I was really refreshed. I was feeling good. I had told Brian a couple different times, like, this is exactly what I needed. I'm feeling like I'm, I'm moving back on in, in the direction I need to be. And then this totally sideswiped me and I was really, really upset and hurt. And, uh, and I was struggling really hard. And my brother kept saying, you know, look, it sucks, but things could be worse. And I was like, Yeah, it could be worse. Like an asteroid could fall on our fucking heads right now. But like this is still horrible. And then yesterday, I had a team meeting at work. And um, it was it was announced that one of the people on our team had just lost her sister. And I thankfully was not on camera because I instantly started weeping. Like, hard weeping. Because that's when it hit me. Like, things could be worse. Like, there's a lot of shit that goes into what happened on Saturday. The way that it impacted us then, the way that it's impacting me now, the way that it's going to continue to impact me moving forward. But things could have been so much worse. My brother's always been. Uh, they're my closest friend, you know, we separated a little bit as I moved to the Milwaukee area. Um, but he's always somebody that meant the world to me. He always will. One of my closest confidants and, uh, things could have been a hell of a lot worse. So perspective, I think it's really important that we all keep, keep things in perspective and uh, that, you know, even Will Smith, that doesn't impact any of us. Maybe we should just stop talking about Will Smith. Let him be the asshole in silence, but have perspective in our lives. And uh, again, it goes back to what I said earlier challenge for this week is tell somebody you love them. Tell someone you care about them. Let somebody know how much they mean to you. Maybe even look to your past, find that person that made an impact in your life that that changed your entire life. Have you ever told that person that maybe it's worth reaching out and letting them know that have some perspective and have some appreciation for the people in your life. That's what, uh, that's what i'm doing right now that's what's on my mind and that's what i want to talk about and now i want brian to talk about where you can find us at and all the other fun stuff he talks about
1: so you loyal viewer loyal listener patreon supporter you can find us here on tuesday nights at seven o'clock on Scanzi's channel on youtube you can find me On Twitter, at LandmarkMKE. You can find Skonzie on Twitter, at Skonzi. You can find us on Twitter, AQ underscore PROD. You can find us on Facebook. You can find Skonzie on Amazon Sidewalk. You can also find us loving and appreciating you. So each of you who are listening to this, watching this, or supporting us in any way, we love you. We appreciate you. We want you to know that it is not something that we take for granted. We you know, do this as a way to connect with ourselves, but also to connect with you. We really appreciate your feedback. We appreciate your, you know, support and, and, and we will see you next week.
0: Bye everybody.
1: Goodbye. (laughs)